0: Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them because of who their parents are. Look, that's not exactly what Shakespeare said in The Twelfth Night, but it works pretty well for this podcast. Nepo Baby, the podcast where we dive deep into the lives of the world's most famous and privileged kids. We get into the nitty gritty details nobody asks for, but everybody secretly wants to hear. She got her first acting gig alongside her parents and her sister at age nine. She went on to star in one of HBO's most loved and controversial TV shows. Her credits are growing with every year that goes by, but Jessie did Maud Apatow Get where she is because of who her parents are.
1: That's what I want to know,
2: Mon.
0: That's what we're going to unpack today the on The Nepo, Nepo Baby.
2: You get the access brain. that the other people don't have. Nepotism, baby, that is what they call me. Because
1: I'm rich parent. they don't want to know me. Let us break it
0: on The Nepo Baby. Welcome to The Nepo Baby. We are unveiling the real-life stories behind nepotism's next generation. Today, we are, of course, talking about Maud Appertow. Jesse, any first impressions that you're going to give me about Maud?
1: Um, just that she's our first female brunette, so I might be incredibly biased.
0: Ooh, would um, we not class Hailey Bieber as a brunette?
1: I feel I like know. she's got a strong blonde, like energy. Energy, yeah, mm. and highlighty kind of situation. True. Yeah, true. this is a true brunette. It to me.
0: <laughs> In her soul. Yeah, yeah. In her soul of souls. We are going to discuss quite a lot of things about Maud's career and Maud's personality, Maud's parents, obviously. So first we're going to unpack her parents, her early life, her Twitter phase, and then we're going to talk about the child star becoming a shooting star, Jessie. Ooh, I <laughs> love that. <laughs> it's naff, but we love it. <laughs> Phase one, Jesse, is the parents. As always on Nepo Baby, we go back to the root of the issue. We go back to the very beginning. So that's exactly what we're doing. We're talking about the parents. Their parents, of course, are director, producer Judd Apatow from Knocked Up and Trainwreck and Freaks all of that. Games. That's right. Yeah, she gets it. Yeah. Um, and then actress Leslie Mann from. Also knocked up. <laughs> also knocked up. Crazy. This is 40. Yeah, indeed. Really, indeed.
1: Speci- really specific um, voice. Like, I feel like a lot of um, people on Instagram always do impressions of Leslie Mann.
0: What was that? Um- <laughs> she does have a really specific way yeah. of speaking. What was that movie with like. Um- Cameron Diaz and that really attractive in, not in
1: her shoes no no that's true no, no but well. that
0: Cameron Diaz is in that well yeah. done but no Leslie Mann's in it and it's like where the three girls are all dating the same guy
1: oh yes what's the name of that it's not John Tucker Must Die but it's a similar one similar I vibe yeah they're similar all vibe. they're all the mistresses and they team up and then there's like a young girl who's oh that's going well to kill me
0: yeah anyway I know what you mean. Right though. into she the is show, in that. Yeah. <laughs> she's in that, and I actually really enjoyed that movie. Is she in the women as well? We could do this all day. <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> we well, she just a paper on IMDb? I think this was meant to be like the shortest segment, but now I'm like, is she in? actually? Where's the fun in looking things up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, boring. Okay, so the two reportedly met in 1995 at an audition. Where Leslie Mann was auditioning, and Apatow, um he wasn't directing this one. I believe he was producing this one. It was called The Cable Guy. Do you remember this? Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yes, uh, I, I wasn't sure if you'd remember it because I mean I was two, so yeah. I mean, not I, even I, I was, was one. I was just
1: gifted and talented. Sorry. yeah okay
0: I see. absorbing films from a young age <laughs> no I think I
1: saw it you know <laughs> Jim Carrey especially
0: yeah <laughs> obviously that was your vibe that's crazy um it was a drama comedy and thriller which I thought was an interesting combination of um themes yeah but if anyone can pull it off it's Jim Carrey I agree yep. he's very talented although I think he's gone a bit crazy He has Mm. but a good reflection
1: on Hollywood. I agree. I agree. Anyway, that's (laughs) that on
0: that. Leslie obviously got the role because she's extremely talented herself and Judd apparently was obsessed. So love at first sight vibes, head over heels. He, like, recalls the time saying it was absolutely love at first sight and I, like, went out of my way to try and get her attention.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Leslie, not so much. She (laughs) said... (laughs) I recall thinking Ben Stiller, who was the director, was extremely cute. Wow. Do you think he's good looking? Ben Ben Stiller? Stiller? No. Yeah, same. Sorry, Leslie. (laughs) No, I would go Judd over Leslie. You know, he was actually quite attractive in that movie that was like set in Greenland. (laughs) What was that movie? He's on a skateboard. Well, it was like based off a comic book. Oh god, I'm gonna have to insert was it this the in secret later. Life of Walt Yes, 20? it was. Well done. She got on Speaks and Specs. He was good in that. That was Ben Stiller, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not like gonna be a parent that's I think actually he was got the good wrong actor. In that, but not hot in that. Oh see I thought he was a bit of like a bit of a daddy in that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Each to their own. You I and suppose. Leslie. Good taste. Okay, about a year later, uh Judd finally convinced Leslie to go to a basketball game with him. Okay. and it worked out wow okay, yeah nice. so they had a sleepover after nothing happened leslie said nothing okay. happened sleepover, just a little kiss um but they did tie the knot in 1997 and six months later their daughter was born
1: beautiful isn't that nice yeah that's sweet. and jesse
0: guess who the daughter was
1: was it our little morty
0: We're calling this first phase Early Life and the College Dropout. Ooh, Maud Apatow was born on December 15th, 1997, making her 25 years old Jessie. Correct. She attended high school at the private Crossroads School, where she took part in several school musicals. A little bit of foreshadowing oh, there for you. always the way. <laughs> I remember my first musical. <laughs> Do I? Uh, yeah, what was it? Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yours? Oh, wow, that's a vintage. <laughs> it is. Um, prob- uh, it was
1: Greece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Who'd you play? Well, I was um, 11 and one meter tall and flat chested. Thought Cute. I was going to get Rizzo straight up, straight to the chorus. Um, <gasps> that hurts. But yeah. And for some reason, all the year 12s got the leads. And I was like, just because I'm a meter tall and have no yeah. tits. Give me Rizzo. They
0: always give the older kids the good roles, It's though. rude. You're not going to be a little year niner coming in getting a good one in the school Hell production. No. You're just not. Yeah. It's not the way things work. But I'm over it. It's fine. It's, it doesn't still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now, after high school, she attended Northwestern University to study theatre, but she did drop out. Okay. This was to follow in the footsteps of her parents and pursue acting full-time. Gosh, that's that stings <laughs> lucky lucky gal very very lucky gal yeah. imagine northwestern's pretty good uni beautiful um she had roles of course Jessie, as young as nine and was invited to parties events and talk shows most mortals wouldn't have access to but first we're going to rewind the clock slightly okay. and we're going to talk about a stage in Ward's career that doesn't get enough airtime oh minorities for you This next phase, Jessie, is the Twitter fame Ooh, phase. That was actually a bit of a tongue twister. Anyway, Uh Maud is obviously extremely witty and has been from a young age. Luckily for us, she has posted publicly on social media for us mere mortals to enjoy. Lucky girl. Jesse, can you read a few of her tweets for yeah, us? Yeah, of course. Um, okay,
1: I've got one here. <clears throat> I heard a bird chirp and thought it was a ringtone.
0: <laughs> um i am afraid of northwest <laughs> i am too I like to be honest did you see that she ate an onion the other day no <laughs> disgusting it um. was like on i mean it was obviously online i'm not personal friends with her <laughs> but um i think it was on tiktok and she like full-on ate an onion like an apple and kim was like yeah she like loves onions wow oh,
1: what on earth did anyway. someone who do we know that ate an onion um Tony Abbott, Oh, million. yeah. Well, well there's my point. There. <laughs> I'm afraid of both of them. <laughs> Fair. Um, this one, Iris and I saw the fault in our stars. Elegious Elgorvs made us cry our eyes out, my dad. So <laughs> I think the joke is there, is that the star in the fault in our stars is Ansel Elgort. <laughs> so just in case you guys like me didn't get it. Judd's funny. Judd's funny. Judd's funny. And then mm-hmm. last but not least... Um, this is true, actually. Um, this is her tweet. It says, "People really take pride in knowing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song." That's that is like facts, though. Yeah. It's I like, don't. Ha- know how do you it. know someone knows it? Because eventually they'll yell it at you. They will. Yeah. They'll be
0: drunk probably when they do it, and they'll probably do some sort of dance with it. True. And you have to grimace and nod the whole time, like I'll clap along. <laughs> truly. <laughs> Well, I don't know it. I'm not about to stop. <laughs> <Club on. laughs> like club a lion dance. Grab your partner. <laughs> That's right. I'll clap. Whatever. Um, now, her presence on Twitter hasn't been without controversy, Jessie. Okay. She posted a tweet that said mm-hmm. everything she says at her age is either racist or problematic. She's, oh, she posted that? She posted that herself okay. in like 2013, 2012, so 2013. So she was little. So, like a baby, right? So, so she's like 13, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I think what she means by that is that everyone at that age is like problematic. Yes, sure. Is what I read into. It's
1: actually a really funny take mm. if you weren't um a child
0: of famous people. Yes. <laughs> but
1: unfortunately, <laughs> she
0: is you you she is. So I had a little clip here to share with you from Clever News in 2022. For a little bit of context, it all
2: started when Maude's dad, Judd, received backlash over several tweets he made about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. In one post, Judd said that Will's slap could have killed Chris. He even added, "That's pure out of control rage and violence." Judd received immediate backlash over his remarks, and he has since deleted those tweets. But since there was a ton of attention surrounding Judd's problematic comments on Slapgate, the internet then turned to his daughter Maude and resurfaced an old tweet she made from 2011 when she was 13. The tweet in question happened on May 17th of that year, and read, I'm at the age where everything you say is either incredibly racist or extremely inappropriate. Now while that tweet is a bit vague, people immediately interpreted that as Maude saying that she said racist and inappropriate things at that age. And of course that tweet immediately went viral, with people calling Maude out for having a racist phase. Maude responded directly to the fan and said, I meant that every." One at my age was terrible. So basically, Maude is saying that she was actually calling out everyone else around her for their words and actions. So Jesse, thoughts on this one?
0: Because I thought that was outrageous that Twitter would just go on this like crazy, just a maze. Yeah, Like, like I'm gonna ignore the whole Judd. Will Chris sing, because that's, like, another podcast. It's another but, problem altogether. Yeah. But dragging her into it dragging is just, like, it, that's a different thing. And,
1: like, I think I've said this before on this pod already, but if you are held accountable to things you said at 13, like, where, where does it – like, you know, nothing – yeah, I'm I'm just I don't have words for it because I just I'm it's incredulous. I
0: don't even think it's that. It's also like you're being held accountable for, for nothing. For your dad's words. Yeah, yeah yeah in a completely different time period about a completely different thing yeah of course and plus i think i mean we're not going to fully go down the rabbit hole of what judd was meaning by that but i think he was trying to be funny to be honest i think he was trying to make a light joke out of it and it's like it didn't land obviously but he is responsible for his own actions leave your daughter out of it and
1: and also like tweets from 2013 i mean this all just supports my theory that twitter is an incredibly toxic environment for everyone i've never had it i'm kind of proud of it. That's Nepo babies and like fellow peasants. Yes. I think it's really it's people looking to fight.
0: Yeah. Well, she actually no longer has Twitter, but she does have three hundred thousand followers still on the platform. Whoa. But she no longer posts. So she's taken okay. herself off the platform, but the account still exists. So right. interesting. Um she was obviously famous before the age of thirteen, Jesse, when all of this went down as well. For appearing in films. Ooh, lucky. Actress vibes. This next phase we are calling The Child Becomes a Shooting Star. Oh. Jesse, we're calling this The Child Becomes a Shooting Star. Beautiful now in 2007 at age nine maude was cast as sadie in knocked up she was of course the on-screen daughter alongside her younger sister iris nice to her mother leslie how convenient oh acting family (laughs) very cute as well as paul rudd like could it get any better Paul Rudd was the dad. That's a dream. I feel like you can't do much better than that. I also assume at this stage that Paul Rudd is probably a close family friend. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, She reportedly improvised this scene where uh, I think people are calling it like where babies come from. Oh, yeah. Do you recall this from Knocked Up? Oh, vaguely. I've seen it We'll play it for you now. Um, This film was, of course, directed by her father, Judd Apatow. You guys want to hear something neat? We're going to have a baby together. What? Yeah, baby.
3: Well, you're not married. Aren't you supposed to be married to have a baby?
0: You don't have to be.
2: But they should be because they love each other, and people who love each other get married and have babies.
3: Mhm. Where do babies come from? Where do you think they come from? Well, I think a stork he um he drops it down, and, and then a hole goes in your body, and there's blood everywhere coming out of your head, and then you push your belly button, and then your butt falls off. And then you hold your butt and you have to dig and you'll find a little baby.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. My God.
0: Nice. <laughs> cute. She's so cute.
3: And ma- might I add,
1: unnatural.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she funny. Is.
1: She's a funny girl.
0: Uh, there was, a. I think there's a quote on your sheet there, Jessie, about how Judd receives his kids acting yeah so i've got it here um this is Judd patel talking about casting his kids in his
1: films and he says like any parent i thought my kids were more fun to watch than anyone else's kids i couldn't have found them more amusing and funny that's really sweet i kind of have to agree though they are easy to watch they're super likable yeah i think it's a similar thing as well of being comfortable with their Mum, i think they mm. got um I remember when uh, Maleficent came out. Mm-hmm. There was that big story about the little girl in the beginning being Angelina Jolie's daughter because she was the only one the one that wasn't scared of her in the makeup.
0: Oh, that's yeah. nice. I like that. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, of course you would be way more comfortable if it's like literally your parents telling you what to do and your parent in the scene with you yeah, being definitely. like, yep, you're doing really well. Like I'll yeah. say it again like this or whatever. Like that coaching is going to be a lot easier. For sure. Free labor. And yeah, exactly. A cheap movie. And um, Leslie has been on record saying that she wasn't sure whether she wanted to put the kids in the movie or not. And that was like literally like two weeks before she was like, "I have to make the decision." Or Judd said to her, "You have to make the call now because yeah. we need to cast it. If yeah. not." And then they decided that they would. Wow! I feel like she's a natural though. She honestly is like so easy to watch on camera. That was funny, that clip. Yeah, I'll give her that. (laughs) And just like brings you a little smile to your face. So I'm I'm a big fan. Um, Off the back of this film, she was in Funny People in 2009, Mm -hmm. a very similar sort of vibe also directed by her father and starring her mother as well as Adam Sandler. (laughs) Do you remember this? Funny people, vaguely. It was like vaguely. he was—he like, found out he's terminally ill. Okay. You know, reinvents <laughs> his life. And then Adam Sandler. <laughs> and then Leslie Mansler. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. Um, and then, of course, This Is 40 came shortly after in 2012 where she reprised the role as Sadie, but she's now a teenager. I have a monologue to show you in Ooh, this well.
2: Okay. You guys have been reading my text. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. We're supposed to keep an eye on you.
0: How did you find
3: out?
2: Joseph told me that you flipped out on him and his mom. And you guys are nuts, and I agree.
3: All right, you know what? Don't be disrespectful.
2: You are the ones who are disrespectful. Reading my text is like reading my diary. And you were really sweet on your iChats. We were really proud of you. Yeah, we were going
3: to give you your computer and phone back. Fuck you! Okay, there's the
2: first official fuck you. Okay, that is not how we talk to each other in this house.
3: other like that all the time and to joseph and his mom you made joseph cry joseph has a crush on you you like a boy who cries shut up charlotte you guys so desperately want me to be so perfect and to make no mistakes well you two are fucking insane okay all you do is fight or you don't fight which is even worse because you looks like you hate each other for weeks You obsess over every little thing I do, and you don't trust in me or believe in me while I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, I said fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Grout me forever. I don't care. I don't care about anything. I hate everything. Everyone's going crazy. I don't care if I have no friends.
2: Are you still upset about Lost?
3: Of course I'm upset about Lost. You guys took away my shit before I could watch the last two episodes. I don't
0: know what the fuck happened. I feel like that was so real. Yeah.
1: That, um... The teenage angst? That, um, little sob she does at the end is every fight I've had with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> at the end, yeah. Literally,
0: you're like, oh, I've got so much frustration in yeah. my body and I don't have the words for it. Yeah. Like, perfect. She definitely like, captured it perfectly, I yeah. thought. Um, well done, Maud. We can see, like, the the growth in her, I feel like, between the two clips as well, like from really sweet, kooky sort of kid to like finding some more sort of um, groundedness in her performance. Yeah, it's really organic. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I have no notes. Jessie, what did, what did Maud get help with? In regards to her career from her parents, so So I've got a little quote here
1: um, just in regards to her – yeah, her dad. She says, I know my dad's seen everything I've done. My dad makes self-tapes of me sometimes. I really trust him to tell me if what I'm doing is not working and know he has a good idea of what I'm capable of. Um,
0: Massive yeah. advantage. Yes, yeah,
1: Huge advantage. So just for those playing along at home, self-tapes are um, you filming yourself in a scene for an
0: audition. mm mm-hmm. And if you can get a parent to do that successfully. <laughs> if you can get anyone to do that successfully. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hold past, on to them. <laughs> past acting girly speaking here and that was like the bane of my existence, trying to find someone that was free to like do a self-tape with you, an acting friend that was available, my sister, my housemate, my mum at times would do it and my mum's acting ability i'm sorry mum but it was not there but she was there <laughs> i'd tell her just to read it i just be like just read it just yeah. straight off the page and she like couldn't help but it's give hard. it a bit of mayo <laughs> oh, well now you know where you get it from Mom. <laughs> that's great <laughs> oh dear but give it a spice? yeah massive advantage to have a dad that's not only from potentially the film that you're auditioning for but yeah. but also like that world yeah Definitely. So, so handy. And I
1: think also a really nice insight into how her and her father work, because I guess when you think about children of um, actors and directors, you think they're just like getting roles handed to them. Mm. I would never have thought that Maude Apatow would have to do a self-tape. So that's kind of comforting.
0: No, I think, I think she's definitely genuine in that the fact that she does still audition for these things and that she does still do the work. I think, yeah, I think the interesting intersection there for me is that she doesn't realise the advantage she has in that space. Right, yeah. Which is complicated because I think we all have advantages in different ways, but I think that's a massive leg up when you've got your director father helping. <laughs> no, <laughs> or potentially definitely. your actor mother as well. It's like, wow. No, for sure. Super helpful. But, yeah, I think she is auditioning. I think she is genuine. I think she's honest about it. I do want to just quickly run through a few different things that she's done over the years as well. She was in girls season 4 in what? 2015. She made was a guest she? appearance in that. Oh, okay. yeah, I have to go back and have a dive. Crazy. Nice. I love girls. Did you? Yeah, I feel I loved like it. I liked the first couple of seasons and then it lost me. I got severely hooked. Did you? Yeah. I feel like you've got to watch it consistently. Yeah, it's One of those yeah. shows. That I was if you in it. Didn't. Yeah. If you didn't, you just like I hate everyone in yes. this. Yeah. But I think that was part of its charm. It's as like well. Seinfeld. You yeah. Know? You love yeah. to hate them. That's true. That's yeah. true. Everyone is very unlikable. Mm. <laughs> she was in Other People, which was a bit of an art house film in 2016. Did okay. you see this? No. No. Um, another art house film, House of Tomorrow, in 2017. <gasps> Golly, this is they, showing. Look, me they up. were well-made art house films. Nice. Okay, cool. I will say that for it. Like, I would say mid to high budget sort Bad. of stuff, which is good for her. Yeah, she's doing the work. Yeah. is what I wanted to say with these roles. Sure, underground. Um, she did Assassination Nation in 2018. I feel like that was a bit of a step up. Okay, bit of a bigger budget. Big budget. Um, then she did Hollywood, which is a Netflix series. Do you remember this? Yes, the
1: Ryan Murphy. Yes. yes, yes. 2020
0: for that one there. So right. I feel like she's got a pretty good credit list going. Um, now this next one, Jesse. this one raises question marks for me. King of Staten Island. Did you watch this? No. I um, have complicated feelings. Pete Davidson. Yeah, I have complicated feelings about him. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's got obvious humour. Yeah. But I think that's also maybe... And not to offend our American listeners. <laughs> Go on. But I think sometimes American humor can be very obvious.
1: Yeah. I think it just feels same, same. I feel like he's got the same shtick.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think this was meant to be a bit of a, a branch out into acting for him in 2020, away from, like, your SNL. It was meant to be a bit more genuine, a bit more sort of, like... Show your acting chops. Yeah. Do a, a bit more gritty. Scene. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I do want to know, though... Do you think that she was uh, given a bit of an unfair advantage in this film given her father directed it?
1: Um, I would say so, yeah. I think it's hard not to think about that. Mm. Um, This is from Maud. She says, my dad talks to me about everything all the time, so he was showing me parts of the script. That's the King of Staten Island script, she recalls. uh, While she says they had discussed her being in the movie, she auditioned for the part. It's got a saying here. I always want to make sure I can prove myself and that I'm right for it and that it's not just given to me, she says. Her father agrees, noting, so this is Judd speaking, I wanted to make sure the chemistry with Pete was correct and wanted to see them together to see what their vibe was. So I think it's cool
0: she auditioned. I mean, Mm. obviously, you know, dad is director. Um, I also think that's advantage. Yeah. The fact that someone already has you in mind for a film. Yeah. Massive advantage. Massive And the fact, she already knew Pete, like they were already oh, like, yeah, they're okay. already family friends. Yeah. Her father obviously had her in mind for it. Puts them in a room together is the chemistry. It's more of like a, I want this to work Definitely. rather than imagine being an actor coming in cold, trying to prove yourself for the role. Like it's just such a different kettle of fish. It
1: is really, really different. Um, <laughs> I've just had this weird, funny, um, kind of flash of Brooklyn Beckham trying to audition for anything like this. True, It's true. And I feel like, um, Mm. obviously, Maud is is where she is, majority for her parents. But I also think, like, from the clips we've listened to... Oh, I
0: think she's talented. Yeah, she's got something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which isn't to say that other actors don't. But I feel like on the scale of our Nepo babies where they're sitting, she's
0: pulling her weight. I also feel like even... Even with a Haley Bieber, if we are to compare, yeah, which we, yeah, let's we go. are let's we're go. going there. <laughs> I feel like she was given a, a, a bigger potentially leg up. I mean, yeah, some of her beginnings were a lot bigger leaps than what Maud has been granted. Yeah, definitely. Um, whereas Maud has got a certain honesty about her that still wants to be on an even playing field with other actors. Still wants to be. Put in front of like an auditioning panel. It sounds like, unlike
1: Brooklyn, she's found her passion. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like she's actually invested this. Like, it's her heart's in it. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm doing it because only chance uh, made me do it. Like, she sounds yeah. like she's got some drive. Yeah. She's
0: just got a bit of free time and s-
1: decides <laughs> to make a cookbook
0: or a Dad photo. Begged book. her. <laughs> begged her. Get out of the house. <laughs> See in my movie. <laughs> uh, there was, of course, the HBO drama, thriller, teen drama, would we call it? Euphoria. Yeah. is what I'm talking Changed about here. Change the makeup game. Forever. It really did. Yeah. We really popped off with that. Um, Maud of course plays Lexi Howard, sister to Sydney Sweeney's character Cassie, and childhood best friend to Zendaya's character Rue. In the first scene, uh, first scene, first season, in the first season, Jessie, mm-hmm. she basically had like a small supporting role. And then in the second season, due to fan demand, she was made into this much bigger character. Oh, go her. Yeah. That's I, pretty fun. Very proud of her yeah, from that's that nice. sort of evolution. Because, I mean, I think you can see from her list of credits, she wasn't like super duper well-known at this point.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you're playing with um, next to Zendaya
0: as well, who the hell's is going to be looking at you? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's like she's done some art house. She's done a few sort of like Netflix shows where she's a, a supporting character. Yeah, and she's been sort of very under the radar. And this was very much her step into the limelight once again, starting as a supporting character. Yeah, and then being more main main in the second season. Agreed. Did you watch Euphoria? Yeah, I um, dipped in and
1: out. So mm-hmm. I don't know the linear plot, but yeah. I've seen I've seen enough. It was like
0: pretty heavy stuff. It's intense. Yeah. And I I'm thirty years old. And I was like, My gosh, that's it. I mean happening. I was like watching it being like, I don't know whether the youth of today is ready for this. <laughs> yeah, it was but, but then I guess like I watched skins when I was like sixteen. And, I know. And, and but that I feel to me like was we like, were like more removed from it then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like the way that Euphoria was done, it was very like normalised to yeah. be doing it, like drugs at school kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with Skins, it was almost through this lens of like... You knew it was bad. This is terrible and yes. these people are like ruining their lives because yeah. there was also the comparison of people that weren't doing it That's true. in the show. Mm. Yeah, interesting concept. <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> Thoughts and musings. <laughs> um, so we loved her in Euphoria, Jessie. We really loved her. She had a really fantastic... Uh, monologue in the last episode of season two. Right. Did you watch the last episode? Probably. <laughs> you like, maybe, don't yeah. remember. Did you watch it like about the stage show? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very powerful acting, very like once again, like we're saying her style is very honest. It's very yes. genuine. It's very grounded. Also, we love a play within a play. Very we do. We do, we do, we do. It's I mean, we reference the Twelfth Night every episode. So obviously <laughs> we're just like little theater back. nerds. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my element like a pig in mud. (laughs) Um, We're basically very proud of her for this project and I think she's very much in her right sphere in this really like meta TV theatre world where she's found herself with this show. Yeah, it feels comfortable for her and I think
1: also it's really nice to see that separation from her being literally someone's parents, you know, all the stuff she did with Knocked Up and This Is 40. This is a really good her standing on her own two feet.
0: Yeah. Totally. I mean it is still HBO and I'm pretty sure Judd Apatow has a fair bit to do with that. But anyway. Look if you can get it. That is nice work if you can get it. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. Oh my god, if my dad was at HBO, I'd be thanks dad knocking down that door <laughs> that, with the you. battering ram. That's me too. Me yeah. too. Um now she has starred as Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway just recently, so just in March. Um, she's currently performing on the West End at the Kit Kat Club in London as Sally Bowles, entering her cabaret era. That is huge. Yeah. That is a massive role.
1: Liza Minnelli has played that role. Emma Stone played that role. Yes. So this is really, really big stuff. And
0: like big theatre stuff. Yes. Like quite a change a from what she's role. done. Yeah. I mean, Demanding. Not that, not that she didn't go to, you know, drama school. So we know that she's got potential chops there yeah, even though she left. For sure. Um, I was very impressed to see that sort of um, step away from film because I think after a show like Euphoria, she probably could have taken a pick. Oh,
1: anywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, really impressive stuff. Uh, I think I- I'm the
1: same as you, Mon. I have a real soft spot for actors that have every opportunity under the sun and still want to get up on stage in front of people and sweat and cry and laugh.
0: Well, and do it live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it's a different – it's a different beast. Oh, it yeah. It really is. There's no green screen out there, baby. No. And like film can be very clean in a way, very clinical. Like it's like you've got a million takes to get it right sometimes. Yeah. Um, you don't always get to pick which take they go with. But there's also
1: <laughs> no Judd and Leslie holding a hand on stage. That's
0: just you. No. so No. Well and well done. I, yeah, I really appreciate this about her and that's giving me. A lot of respect for her. I am so far loving this Nepo baby. I said I was going to be biased at the beginning and now I'm locked in. I'm locked I mean, in.
1: we love her. As soon as he said Sally Bowles, I was like, ah, oh,
0: God, Here we go. Damn. Um she has attended the Met Gala my favorite thing to talk about Jesse. I said this at the beginning <laughs> of the episode to Jesse. I was like I always bring up the Met Gala and today is no exception is it your first point of research just their name no, and then I just like meant- I mean it's always a point I go to where I'm like oh I just like want to know what they wore and yeah. if they went and if they didn't go why they didn't go that Why year not? like yep. it's it's just such an interesting thing in a celebrity world it's to juicy. be like were you invited yeah because that's top tier to true me. yeah that's like you've made it if you're getting invited to the met i don't know so, knows who you are huge massive yeah if we ever jesse <laughs> in my wildest dreams <laughs> i i step out of my dingy little studio and i get invited <laughs> to the met gala what okay. would i wear um i might have a breakdown <laughs> <laughs> That you know? for you so I much. I want that for us. So. Um, let's all go. <laughs> you, me, See and the, you listener. <laughs>
1: the listener. You, me, and me. The listener. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's me and you listening five times. <laughs> um, we have reached the end of our episode. Jesse, um, reflections before rating. Um, reflections.
1: I have a few more things to enter into yeah. our little, um, which we love into our little bowl of knowledge okay. um so notes about morty she is no longer on twitter as you said yes. however her ig is sporting 4.4 million followers whoa just in case we got too caught up in the girl next door aesthetic Jeez! bang 4.4 million
0: that's massive,
1: actually. Yeah. So, um, as well as that, um, showbiz wise, she's been on The Tonight Show. She's done videos for Elle Magazine, Vogue Magazine, and BuzzFeed. So, she's wow. been around.
0: She's been around. Yeah, not that yeah. wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's however, actually pretty big. But we however, love her.
1: my bias remains. I really think that she has a real passion for her chosen career. Mm-hmm. And Yes, totally not denying Judd and Leslie have given her a leg up in that. But I feel like she's stuck to it. Mm. And I also think that, I guess, similar to Liza Minnelli, really. Vincent Minnelli and Judy Garland were her parents. She got to stand on her own two feet and prove her talent. So, Mm. yeah, I'm locked in. I'm a huge Maud fan.
0: Maud forever. Maud for pain. Same. I love her. Yeah. I really love her. And just, like, watching her videos and stuff like that. I think there's always a part of me when I'm preparing this stuff that I'm, like, really um, aware of how celebrities present themselves yes. and, like, okay, they're trying to come across a certain way. They're Like, they've been briefed by PR people. They know that they need to some sort of come across in a genuine way. Yeah. I don't know. She is just straight up genuine, I think. It's working for me. Whoever she's got. <laughs> yeah. That out. Whoever's her PR team Sold. are doing good things. Yeah. But I just really think even from the very beginning, her tweets are funny. They're genuine. They're like witty banter. Yeah. She was putting those out at 13. I don't think she had a PR team then. No. And, and she was... seems like the same girl. Yeah.
1: And we've all, we all did embarrassing things at 13, so... Yes. Props to her for being witty. I was crumping in my room to I see am Still
0: crumping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, no, I honestly it this has been my my favourite one so far. I'm yeah. a big,
0: big Maud fan. I think I'm gonna give her ten. I think I'm gonna put her at, at like least least narcissistic. Yeah. So she's a ten for me. Okay. She's we love her. Yeah. I'm gonna go the same. Really? Yep. Lock it in. Yeah, definitely. Locked. Two big Maud Uppertow fans here. She can do no wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm a huge fan. This has been wholesome. This has been nice. Mm.
0: Short and sweet too. Um, tune in next week for another episode of Nepo Baby. Follow us on Instagram. Send us any suggestions that you want us to cover as well. You and also if season. you didn't
1: like Maud, tell us why.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you um, can pick holes in our knowledge, absolutely. If you've go got some shade, it. <laughs> throw it, please. <laughs> this has been Nepo Baby. I'm Mon. And I'm Jessie. Let us break it
1: down. i the Nepo Baby.